I open my eyes and we know God is the one, right? And here goes Holy Spirit. Acknowledge God. Are you ready for some more? Because you are going higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Wait, I'm not done. And higher and higher and higher and higher. Every time you feel depressed because you just went higher. Every time you think you're stressed because you just went higher. Every time you feel anxious because you just went higher. Every time you feel moved because you just went higher. Every time you feel bothered because you just went higher. Every time you feel you in warfare, because you just went higher. Every every time you feel that burn, because you just went higher. Every time you get excited, because you just went higher. Every time you look straight, because you just went higher. Every time you know the trouble, but don't focus on the trouble, because you just went higher. Every time you only believe, because you just went higher. Come on. Holy Spirit, give me enough time to brush my teeth because I just went higher. I'm trying to tell you. Don't even want nothing naturally to eat because I just went higher. And if I just went higher, you just went higher. And whenever you go higher, I was I will always go higher. Please excuse me. Jesus. My God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everything in my belly is verbatim because I just went higher. Nothing is written down. Nothing is scripted. Naturally for you to write down, but it's already script because it's already written. And knowing that, because we just went higher. Come on. Sometimes I'll pray in the morning. It's just crying in the presence. And this presence trying to figure it out. Sometimes we have to stir ourselves up. Nope. I'm not going to get upset. I know I want to go to work today, but guess what? I'm still going to go because God gave me a job and I just went higher. I don't feel like this today, but guess what? This is the day that the Lord has made and I just went higher. Come on, come on, come on. God knows who to place in our path. He knows what he's doing. He's causing all of us to trust. And that's how we go higher. See, biblical theology, I'm talking about ancient theology, is amazing. When it comes to the Ark of the Covenant, when it comes to the tabernacle, when it comes to entering into Holy of Holies, they went through all of that to encounter God. And guess what? That means that they leave out without the presence and they entered in without the presence because they went to the tabernacle to encounter the presence. And you know that because you just went higher. See, look at the significance. Look at the significance of grace today for real. Because I don't even think I can even, that's why I'm not in that generation. I wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying? Gut a fish. Let alone lift up a lamb. Gut that and lift that so I can go higher. Come on, come on. Because one man disconnected us, but God is faithful. Even though he doesn't touch sin, don't even go around sin, it still didn't keep him from instructing us on how to remain. As a child of God. Period. Moses came down during Exodus 20 to release the Ten Commandments and to find them worshiping a golden calf. Now, two chapters, three chapters after that, there goes a tabernacle. 
He didn't have to do that. God did not have to do that. See, we walk around in the presence. We live in the presence. We curse of the presence because we're in a new covenant. We cannot take advantage of the covenant. See, your covenant, my covenant with God can never be broken because he's the one who made it with us and not us with him. His word can never be broken. That's why we always go higher and higher. Even, even though you may feel like, feel, just feel like you decreasing because you are going higher. Even if you feel like you're losing, you're winning like never before because you just went higher. Even if, and even though you may feel confused, not knowing what to do, because you just went higher. And you gonna keep on going higher. He gonna place people in your path to keep you on high because you set on high because he's the highest. And giving you your highest has given you your highest, which is his highest heart's desire. And you're still going higher. Come on. Holy Spirit never said anything first when God has waken me up. It's always God. Today it was Holy Spirit. Acknowledge him. And you know what Holy Spirit was really saying? Do something different today because you just went higher. Come on. I had class yesterday. We have one every three months on a Sunday. Now I'm getting out of service. Okay, no problem. Something's easy said and done. And before I even made it to service, I had a training two hours early. So, you know, if I'm in ministry, my son in ministry, because as for me and my house. So I'm going to my son. Hey, buddy, we got to get up earlier today. You got to eat a little faster today. I have to be somewhere two hours early today. And I appreciate you, son. I really do. I really do. I really do. Because you're not mouthing off and you know you won't. You excited, you you know what I'm saying? You in there, you amped up. Not sluggish. Don't complain. Don't go by my back. None of that. Because Holy Spirit tell me if you did and you don't. Making a training. And I'm like, Father, please keep my eyes open. And once I get there, your eyes are open because you just went higher. Your energy is on a rise because you just went higher. I know what to do when I place things in your life. It's going to require more of you to receive more of that. <laughs> Not more of that for more of you. No more of you for more of that. Come on. Because you just went higher. So I disturbed myself up as a mother. Oh my goodness, my son, he looks so tired. Oh God, he had a Russian. He didn't even taste the food. 
And he just sitting there so obedient, so, you know, honored. Two hours early because I'm in the training. You understand? And then I forgot I had to do prayer. And after that, guess what? They were class right after. Okay, let me try to get the dishes together. Okay, matter of fact, my son, go ahead. Thank you, David. I got it, Mom. Thank you, son. I appreciate that. Help me get the food together to cook. Okay, we got to wash too. Grocery store. Okay, okay, we got this. We got this. Got this. Get the class. Every class a midterm. Every class a test. And I'm going to tell you like this, every test and every midterm is not based and built upon any notes that we take because they want you to learn outside of note taking. I'm trying to tell you because we just went higher. Seeing a test of something that we never even went over. Whoa. No, don't Google. Mm -mm. I want you to encounter Holy Spirit due to something you never known so you can know how to hear so much more from Holy Spirit to only depend on Holy Spirit and not know notes. Go ahead. Go ahead, start now. 10 minutes, class. For a 200 question test, 10 minutes. Jesus. Come on. God knows when, where, what, who, how, when. What, who, where, where, how. Because <laughs> we just went higher. And God needed so in my son's life. I appreciate you, sir. I really do. Thank you. You're welcome, all. Problem. See, God me to build up his confidence because us as parents sometimes be like, you better get up anyway. You know what I'm saying? I have to explain to you. Get up. No. Son, thank you. I appreciate it so much because when I go up, you go up. <laughs> when I learn, you learn because I'm showing you in a way you should go. So when I receive, so do you. And that's how my seed be blessed. Thank you, God, because we just went higher. Come on, come on, come on. Ooh, Christ. Ooh, your presence. God. Holy Spirit said, acknowledge God. In other words, say something different, y'all. Doesn't it feel good to be around people? No, for real. People who can quicken and sharpen you, and you may have a couple of tears or two. You may give a testimony or two on things that you don't normally say because you don't want nobody to be all in your business. But it's just something about that encounter, you know, that you're safe to even say. And when that thing get out, you feel lighter because that burden off your back. And you leave off feeling better than that. God surrounded me by elders. He mentioned a lot about elders in his word. Let them lay hands on you. Go and have them to pray for you. I'm going to tell you how much we are favored. God sent them to us. <laughs> Seriously. Didn't get out of class at 7.30. And I was on a Zoom with two elders until 8.30, an extra hour after everybody was dismissed. I took one test in this class. I always get straight A's at one B and it's only five questions, five, but it's outside of the notes. <laughs> Jeez, uh, it's in a new book. Jeez, uh, <laughs> okay. Father, keep me standing straight <laughs> the fall. <laughs> Cause I just went high. Oh God. Holy Spirit. No. And guess what? I took that test. <laughs> Only had two right. Oh, God. 
And guess what? The instructor knew because she knew my potential. She knew my hunger. She knew my intelligence. When it comes to having a passion for God. So I got a message and I checked my inbox and it says you get one retake. Because I just went higher. See, there were never no retakes. Only one time. It says no retakes. But there she goes. There she goes. There she goes. You get one retake because you just went higher. Oh, by the way, check your text messages. You better stop flying. The answer for number one is, the answer for number two is, I'm telling you, Holy Spirit, come on. Holy Spirit did that. Giving me the entire answer. Here's the first answer. Here's the second answer. Here's the third answer. Here's the fourth answer. Here's the fifth answer. There's no way you can ever fail. There's no way you can ever lose. There's no way you can ever quit when you know who's inside of you. That's how you go higher. Check your messages, Quenisha. I sent you something. What is it? And then give me emoji with a wink. God bless you. <laughs> Passed. Come on. What? Who does that? Now you tell me what instructor, I know you went to school, what teacher, what professor has given you a midterm and they say, check your messages. There goes all the answers. God bless you. Come on, for real. You know what? I'm about to get. Oh, I can't even get that out. Ah! It's like, ah, God. God will show people things about you. It's not for you not to try to talk ourselves out of it. Well, I mean, I mean, how are you going to tell somebody who can see right through you that they're not seeing you? <laughs> they're not seeing clearly. How are you going to tell someone who have eyes and see they can't see clear? <laughs> we do that all the time. When we are exposed, it's not exposed to disrespect. No. It's God showing people who are transparent in your life. You need transparency. And I'm not talking about no sarcasm. No, real transparency is nothing but a person saying you're not alone. I can relate. I can relate. You understand. And it has people to feel better because you know that you're not doing it by yourself and you're not in it by yourself. And the word God says, I have given you all power from the enemy. Because there's power in death. Didn't he say that? The power of life and death. Not the power of life and there goes death. No, the power of life and death. Satan had power. Mm. And God given us his power. <clears throat> you know why? Because he's stolen it from us. <laughs> and Christ took it back. Took the keys back. 
there's no way we can ever fail. And we're going to keep going higher. I woke up high, and I'm going higher high. God. Oh, goodness. I thought I was going to eat some natural food. I don't even want that. No. Because I just went higher. And you just went higher. You went high. You went high. You went high. You went high. And we just went high. Oh, God. God. Jesus. Come on. So I had two instructors. You know, another class. Everybody dismissed. Quenisha, you might stand behind. I'm like, ah. <laughs> ah. I can already feel it in my spirit. Why you want me to stay behind? That's why I try to be the first one to get off. <laughs> but there's nothing but God present. I just want you to know, Quenisha, I'm going to keep pushing and pushing. I don't want you to do nothing. I don't want you to focus on no grade. I don't want you to focus on no work tonight. I just want you to put on some music. And I want you just to soak in the presence. Because I know you're on it. I know you're doing it. No, I want you to relax, Quenisha. No, I want you to actually rest. Just rest. Just rest. Just rest. Because it's not about... When it comes to anything of God, guys, when we're in ministry, it's not about getting a good grade. It's about an experience. It's about learning through your experience. It's about learning what's happening due to the encounters that we are encountering. And that is our experience. No, gain from the experience. Forget the grade. Gain from the experience. Gain from it. Gain from it. Gain from it. Gain from your experience. God opened up my eyes and then told Holy Spirit to say something to me. And Holy Spirit words, acknowledge him. Holy Spirit never talked like that to me before. See, Holy Spirit already aware of the different times. Because Holy Spirit not a play too when it's time to. But it wasn't time to play this morning. Wake up, acknowledge him. I was like, okay. I never even heard him talk like that before. So superior. Okay. I begin to do it. And it went another day. Because I just went higher. Whenever you feel a need to press, because you just went higher. Discouragement is around. But it's not for you to go down. And even if you do fall down, you don't ever stay down. You're not in this by yourself. We all come up higher in believing. Do you know how many of us are asking God to heal with our hands? To raise dead? You know why? Because we keep asking him to let us do it. And we're not the ones who's doing it. That's why we're not doing it. Jesus. For those who not doing it. It says he's the one who does the work. So that means that I'm not believing that he can do it through me. Now I know he can do it. But will you really do it through me though? Come on. Little old Sam. See you're not little old nothing to God. That's the thing. We have to know our identity. That was the first attack in the kingdom. 
There was a war in heaven. What was the war about? Identity. Satan wanted God's identity. And because he formed us and made us in his image, he came straight for us. Our identity. Eve, you can be like God. You already like God. Took her identity. And whenever we go against what God says and do the opposite, every time we disobey God, we're denying our identity. Because we only identify in him. So if we're departing from him, we're departing from our identity once again. And God puts people in your path, my path, to keep us knowing our identity. That's why many of us are not possessing our promises. Because we're looking at the promise that happened based upon what we have, what we don't have, what we know, what we don't know, where we live, what we're trying to live. Because we don't see ourselves being significant right where we are. That's why we keep trying to go somewhere else. And you just went higher. You right there in the now just went higher. See, if we keep focusing on going, 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 we're not even going to be aware that we're already gone. But give up on trying to do anything, period, of what God never said try to do. Let's give up on everything, on thinking about things in ways and feeling ways that he never said to feel, neither to think, or how to hear in such a way. Let's give up on trying to think we could bring his thoughts down. No, God, you need to understand me. No, come up higher. Come up higher. Because you just went higher. <laughs> Anybody go higher than that? You understand? I want you to see yourself right where you are, significant. Not you will be. Oh, God, your presence. Ah, ooh. I got to sit down. Jeez, us. Oh, God. Oh, God. Someone told me, can you pray Wednesday? Sure. Uh, what's the prayer point? It doesn't even matter. Didn't know you pray like that, gal. Oh, God. Pray. You know what to say. Because <laughs> we all just went higher. I'm going to tell you how I got that way. God had me going to inter intercessory prayer, right? <laughs> I they always call on who they want to pray. So I made sure I came after that. So I, they wouldn't call on me. <laughs> because I felt I didn't know how to like I was supposed to. Looking for that fancy prayer that Peter and them was seeking Christ for. He said, just look up and say, Our Father, you understand? Know who you're talking to. Know who you're talking about. I gotta come out. My stuff is hot and for this piece. <laughs> I'm sweating. God. <laughs> Oh, those socks are hot. I <laughs> hot. Jesus, I'm hot. Cold as a fire. Because I just went higher. For oh, God. 
No, no, I'm good. Oh, God. Let me sit down again. Every time I stand up, it's like that. Oh, God. But the person got hip because God already hip. Oh, Quenisha. <laughs> Don't want to pray, do you? <laughs> Try to get out of praying in front of people? Okay. So what the person did was wait until everybody came <laughs> and then call people to pray. So I was called... <laughs> Pray for the shepherds of the house. And you're going to give me something like that. Jeez. Because oh. <laughs> I just went higher. <laughs> ah! And the more I prayed, whenever I went, it was nothing but God teaching me how to just communicate without trying to be fancy, nancy. It ain't even about no literature. No, it's not. It's about heart. It's about your heart. See, God already know all the things that we're trying to dress up to be when he already know because he's the one who have us to become. Mm-hmm. Can't fake with God. He's going to send people much more in your path to keep you and not where you to be. But you and I have to be honest about it though when he send them there. And you know they're being sent because you can feel why they're there. Because there's something on the inside letting you know to be aware of why they're there. And it feels good to get around people and you can just, you know, confess your faults. It don't mean you did something and you are someone wrong. No, it's because you've been made right and the devil is a liar. See, we got to stop looking at the problem and looking at ourselves as a problem and know that he's the problem. It's him, it's not you. He tried it with you. Don't be embarrassed because he tried it with you. That's a great thing. That means you're doing something different. If he was doing what he wanted you to do, he would be trying you. So it's okay to admit to who God sent to you to admit to. The devil tried it with me. The devil tried it with my family. He tried it with my health. But I always win. See, God doesn't want lip service. You understand? God sent me around some people who really don't believe in Christ, but they say they believe in God. And what did Christ say? No one gets to the Father say, get through me. I never knew you. Now visionize those who already departed their bodies who didn't believe as only believe when they enter into. And seeing him in a way and never acknowledge why he was here. I can imagine how that person may feel. I chose not to believe in you, and yet you are real? People know us according to our fruit. That's the answer right there. For anybody to come alongside and serve our only true living God, our fruit. That's what brings them. If you don't get anything God used me to say this morning, I want you to no, know you do. Thank you, God. Now, let me say it this way then. Let me say it like this then. Oof. Let me say it like, oh, God. Let me say it like this. Know this. Listen to Holy Spirit. Whatever the devil trying to do or trying to do to you, God used that very thing to bless and prosper you. 
If it's drugs, God bought you out and going to bless you regarding everybody here who remains on drugs right now. You understand? Divorce, same thing. Your merch going to be so prosperous that you're going to bless all the other merges out here in this planet. On this planet. You understand? God used that very same thing to prosper us. Fruit. That's how it all got started with Adam and Eve. The fruit. Off the wrong tree. And Christ illustrate us how we've been brought back. God used that very same thing. Now we are the tree of what? Life. And who's the vine? He is. Who's the branch? We are. Who bears much more fruit? We do. And people know us according to what? Our fruit. And what did Satan try to destroy us with in the beginning? Fruit. The devil tried to come for Joseph and his family. Trying to divide him and his family. You see Satan all up in that. Reuben with his father's concubine. And his inheritance was taken from him. But Reuben was also the same brother that said, we're not shedding no blood. We're not shedding our brother's blood. Were you aware that Reuben left? Do you know Reuben? And you know Benjamin wasn't there. They was not going to do that to Joseph while Benjamin was there. So we know where Benjamin was as a little boy. He was with Jacob. Reuben said, we're not shedding our brother's blood. They wanted to kill him. And Reuben said, no, we're going to torture him a little bit, play around with him, put him in a ditch, and come back and get him. But when Reuben came back, he was gone. But the only reason why Reuben never told Jacob, because those are his brothers and not half brothers they have the same mother and father and when it comes to a child having both of the same parents they feel more of a connection than half brothers and sisters do you understand that's why Simeon and Levi were the ones who actually killed the one who raped their sister that's their sister same mother and father Leah's our mother Jacob is our father. Who are you going to rape my sister? They killed everybody. And Jacob found out. They not have brothers. They have the same mother. You understand? He came back. Joseph was gone. Where's Joseph? Hallelujah. Ooh. That's a mystery. You, a mystery is God taking you on an adventure to explore what's not written down, but is written down. Releasing a fresh revelation, giving you more of the story, more of the context of what actually taking place that's not documented in the book because you can't put everything there. It's too much information for one. Just like when it come to Jacob and Rachel. Can you imagine that day? 
Her wedding day, she's in the audience. That is their tradition. You have to attend the ceremony. She's there. Now, we already know that he married the wrong one. But Laban already knew. And Leah already knew. And Rachel knew. But Rachel in the audience on her wedding day, watching her sister walk with her man of God wearing her dress. And know that Jacob has no idea it's not her. So that means that Leah received this mystery. So Leah and Rachel didn't look that much different physically. It's not like Leah was taller or much bigger because he would have been able to identify, I'm marrying the wrong one. He wasn't. That's how he was tricked. And even though the Bible says that Rachel is the one to be more beautiful, that's why she kept that veil on her face. To disguise that is really not who you think it is. Now, we already know that that's not, Rachel. I mean, that's not, Jacob's hometown because he skipped town because his brother was looking for him to kill him. And Rebecca told him that. Your brother on his way. Esau about to come and kill you. Go. So he already know nobody's really there for real, for real. That's like you being at your bride's, you know, cookout. Bride to be's cookout. And you meet all her family, but you know, you acknowledging them, but it's not like you've been around this cookout. So you know, Laura Ray, Laura Earl, what's up, y'all? Hey, what's up? I see you eating that cornbread or whatever it is. He's around her family. He don't really know everybody. That's why he's just so focused on his bride. Because if he was looking at everybody in the crowd, he would have seen Rachel there. So guess what? I'm going to tell you about the tradition The tradition there during that time. See, now we take our veil off before he do what? Kiss the bride. Her veil was on until they went in the tent. So he didn't do no kissing. So there wasn't no touching until you, you know, finish the entire ceremony and go home. So her face was covered the entire time. So where does that put how she ate anything? Because she couldn't lift the veil off. He would have known that it was Leah. And she's right there with him because you the two just became one. And Rachel's there pissed off, can't say anything because that's not her tradition for her to speak up regarding anything as a woman. Watching the man that God used and led to find her, which is his good thing, and she know that he's marrying the wrong one. So you can imagine, okay, when he woke up, the veil was gone. It's on the side, her dress on the side. He already don't lie down with her. He wake up and look at her and go straight to Laban. But you must know this. Don't think he had no conversation with Rachel. Hold on, what kind of games y'all playing? You know I didn't marry. You know I wasn't marrying you. And you didn't say anything. God games y'all playing. You know I wanted you. How I end up marrying your sister? Where were you? And you know the, the conversation. Well, Jacob, you know I couldn't. My father, he's giving you Leah. She's the eldest, he said to me. So I had to watch you marry my sister. You could tell he wasn't angry at Rachel. He didn't blame her because he went and worked another set of years to get who he really wanted. If he blamed her, he would say, man, forget this family. I'm gone. I'm gone. He could have broke their tradition and left Leah there for real, for real. Yes, you can. Hallelujah. Because he broke a commandment. Thou should not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Ooh. And he dead. Like. Hallelujah. It's amazing how Aaron 
is Moses' mouthpiece. But God is the one speaking to Moses. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you can imagine Jacob, Leah, and Rachel's testimony. A little bit more deeper than how we script. Let God take you places in his word to show you so much more. And see yourself in the word. And know that that's who he is to you as well. He didn't, he didn't have to work a whole another seven set of years. Now he was going to, but he didn't have to. You can imagine how he felt going to Rachel. What kind of games y'all playing with me, woman? How I end up with your sister and I'm supposed to be married? Why didn't you say nothing? <laughs> I'm walking down thinking it's you. You didn't say nothing and you're in the crowd. So you can imagine how she must have been hidden in the crowd. That he really didn't see her if he was looking. Because Lamai wasn't going to make her be noticed. His plan was that he married up the elders. It's so amazing to even skip down a little bit to know that Reuben had nothing to do with Joseph being sold. Ooh, God. No idea. But he never told his father or his brothers. Never did. Do you know how much you are all up in Joseph's testimony just by the devil trying to come for your family? My family? And try to divide us up? Have us to feel this word called favoritism in the family? Many of us have been betrayed. Many of us have been, you know, sold. Not even aware where you have been sold. Many of us are in prison and not aware. Now, I'm not talking about physical anything I'm saying. I'm saying mental, emotional, and prison. Because of all those things we encountered, like Joseph was in prison, even though he was in prison. And when he exited out of prison, he still was in prison emotionally because he kept playing games with him. Freedom is not physical. Freedom is mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. Warfare is not bad. We think warfare is bad. No, warfare is good. Ooh, Holy Spirit. Okay. <sighs> because warfare teaches you how to stir yourself up because there's something there that's trying to cause you to fall and you are speaking to yourself or to remain how to stand. How to remain standing. Jeez. <laughs> you ever had someone <clears throat> who wasn't feeling well or you or I? Were the ones who weren't feeling well? Then all of a sudden, we don't feel the symptoms anymore, but we still not even aware that we don't even feel them anymore. We still talk about it. Can't wait till this dad going cold leave. 
and God's still having you coughing out your chest. <laughs> it's coming out. Can't wait for it to go. It's God. <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> your prayers work because <laughs> the word works. God know how to work the word. And that's how we go higher. Hallelujah. So amazing. How Satan try to come and God restore us back and use that very same thing to bless our family. I was like, wait a second. Hold up. My father's home? Hold up. What? 34 years? You're home? And my aunt called. My great aunt. His aunt. She called. And say, I have your first set of letters when they moved you from this prison to the next prison. Ooh, got your presents. Uh, thank you. I have your letters. He has all the letters that we first started writing when I was five. He has the first letter I ever written. And a picture. I was like, God, restore me things that I didn't have. We couldn't really do pictures as Jews growing up because they don't play with the commandment, have no greater image of anything in the earth, anything above the earth, or anything beneath. No graven images. And they took that for real. <laughs> we could take pictures, but we can't hang them up. Keep them in the basement. Keep them in the attic. Just don't put them in your, pot, your wallet, your pocket, showing them, praising that. Praise him instead. Much more. They ran with that scripture. So. <laughs> it was like an exegesis, not an exegesis. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. <clears throat> exegesis, thank you God. Instead. And you know what's so amazing? Is that. I said, Father, restore everything. Oh, I have pictures of you when you were younger. You want to see? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I want to see. <laughs> I have to get that picture where I can actually show how good my hair naturally really is. I have a picture I put on, my mom put on there. I, you can't tell. The picture, the ink is dark. You can't really tell. And it was taken long ago. That was what, a Polaroid? But you still, I want to shout. That's, that's so beautiful. But I couldn't stand it. I got teased so much. And not Joan Doan, but just like, to me it was teasing. To them they was just saying it. Goldilocks, Goldilocks. I didn't like that. No. But anyway, all the things that God is restoring back to us, that's because nothing was never lost. He knew where it was, and he knew where things are all along. All along. I'm going to have to sit down. There's no way I can keep walking around with this. He knows where everything is right now. He used that very thing to prosper you in. What had you to feel so down in your walk? What caused you to go back and forth with your believing in God? What was that very thing? It could have been marriage, and that's where you're going to prosper it's going to really prosper. Everything that you were mostly challenged in, God using that very same thing to prosper you. 
But you have to know that you're significant now to receive what God says belong to you. Many of us waiting to feel the significance to receive what and who and where we are now. That's the purpose of the word now. Now doesn't mean later. Now means now. He's the God of the now. We may not be now. No, don't even say nothing about later when it comes to what you want. God said, take no thought for tomorrow. It has its own set day for itself. Has his own thing going on. That's not even your focus the next day. Stay right here in today. So what you saying? I can't do what I can really do today. You want me to do it tomorrow? Why you see me doing tomorrow? Because you don't know who you are. It's an identity. You understand crisis? That's what an identity crisis is. Keep questioning what you can have, what you already have. Because you are not thinking that we're not where we think we should be. So where do you think you are now? So what do you think you can have now? Many of us are breaking up our own breakthrough. Listen, please. <laughs> That alarm was for next week. <laughs> Jesus, not for today. Jesus. We can't break up the breakthrough. That's not allowing Holy Spirit to break out. So it can't come to pass. Your breakthrough, my breakthroughs are promises from God, made by God. And many of us, Breaking up the breakthrough. Because we're considering pieces to come now and some to come later when God can release it all upon you right now. So let's say I'm only good enough for portions of your problem. First of all, stop thinking that you don't have what God is saying belongs to you because there is something that you're not doing or need to find out. Because that's you trying to assume, me trying to assume why it's not happening yet. That's us trying to bring God's thoughts to our level by trying to fill in the blanks. That's what assumptions are. They're not facts. Because it comes from a place of an opinion. It could be, it may not be. And sometimes it'd be right, but it's still, it's not, an opinion is not set up to be a fact. It's the opposite. Don't see yourself, me see myself as to, oh God. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Have the attitude you won't quit regarding your now. You won't quit regarding your thought process regarding right now. The way how you feel the assurance for your future, I want you to feel that significance right now for you. Because your now paves the way for what's coming later. You don't know what that is. A lot of things you didn't know that happened this year, last year. And that's taking place now that you're not even aware of what God is actually doing. But God wants to share with us what season we are in and be aware of the season. And how we become aware is when we look at him as the God of the now. Not saying that, okay, this is happening right now in a sense of this way for me. No, because you don't know how it's going to come. So how about now means I'm open for whatever you want to do. I'm going to stay open. That is right now. That is a right now. And that will always be the right now. When we stay available, hungry, and open for whatever he wants to do. See, how can he do something right now that we're looking for him to do later? Because he don't have access to release it now because we closed him up because we think about that's coming later. So stay open for now. Take your mind off of whatever you have naturally. You better hear me. Take your mind off of everything that you have naturally. That has nothing to do with you walking supernaturally and receiving supernaturally. You understand? What you have is not determining who you have. Because many of us have things by not having him. So it's not by that. Listen. Take your mind off of everything natural and just keep it on the supernatural. God is releasing acceleration, multiplication, supernaturally. But don't ever have in your heart, on your mind, in your soul and spirit, that those things bring forth what you really want God to do. No, it's God who shows up and shows out regarding everything he written down for you to do. For me to do. We live by what? Every word. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth. The mouth of God. So allow God to be God in all of your affairs, every area in your life, how he want to be that. Don't think you need materials in order for you to accomplish anything. 
because you already have who you need, even though he's going to release materials. And he are, and he, you know what I'm saying? He's doing that. He's doing that. He is doing that. He is doing that. And you are receiving that while he is doing that. But he can do whatever he want to do. Let him do that. However he want to. Let him do that. Many of us are holding up things because what we don't naturally have. And God wants you to know that every thought you have, I'm going to do that without you even having that. Because I want you to know I can do anything bigger than that. And bigger than that. I had to pray for this lovely couple. Been together for six years. And God used to say to me, and they said I could give this testimony. <clears throat> I want to marry you, woman. God put it in me to marry you. And she's like, okay, then why not? You proposed to me yet. <laughs> That's how they they talk to each other. They're that close, but she can say, when are you going to marry me? I'm, I want to, but my family is not getting along, and we have a ceremony. No one's going to really be on my side at the wedding. Because, you know, it's, you know, traditional, the bride side, the, the groom side. <laughs> God. Do you think they cared about that at the wedding of Canon? No. When they drunk that wine, it was on and popping. See you Mm-hmm. Anyway, so she was like, oh, that's the reason. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Okay, I'll wait. And God sent her to me. <laughs> he sent her to me. <laughs> he knew what to do. Girl, you better stop tripping. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> See, God puts help in your help while you are a help. Woman of God, you you are his help. And your help come from who? As long as you show up. I got to sit down and get up. <laughs> as long as you show up. He show up. It doesn't matter who not on his side. Compared to all those who are on your side. You two about to become one. So whoever in this place be on any side, come on, because we all on the Lord's side up in this place. Oh, nothing's going to rob me from my day. Nothing's going to rob me from my purpose. Nothing's going to rob me from God's favor. Nothing's going to rob me from God's grace. Nothing's going to rob me from my season. Nothing's going to rob me from my time. Go marry your man and stop playing. Come on. Come on. He was embarrassed. No, you will be embarrassed if she didn't come. It doesn't matter who's there, who's not there. I get it. Yes, you want your family there. Yes, but let that not be your focus. And while you're planning your wedding, 
You go in regarding family restoration. Because your wedding going to bring your family together. Do you understand? Your covenant is going to have them to be remembering their covenant with God. See, God is using you to pave the way for your family. So if you don't get it together, then they're not going to get together. So by you two coming together, because two is better than one, go get your man stop playing. Okay. Never seen it like that. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Just like when it came to my testimony. Just like when it came to my testimony. God sent people in my path. I'm still beating myself up. Girl, you're free. Beating myself up. Girl, you deliver. Beat myself up. Girl, you're restored. Be myself up. You get another chance. Be myself up. Sit in throne. Be myself up. Let it go. <clears throat> you understand? We have to stop trying to put excuses as to why we're not walking it. No, the thing is, stop thinking that way. You can have what God said. Do I have enough money? Do I have enough land? Do I? That's why God talks to us about things that don't make sense naturally. God, this, uh-uh, that. You understand? Because when you receive, then you can walk in when you believe. But we receive due to our believing. So believe him. Everything he said to you, believe him. Let me tell you like this. Because just because of me getting a divorce, God is not just prospering my marriage, the right one. It's causing me to have such a grace to bless every other marriage because the devil is such a liar. Just like God used Joseph to restore and bless and favor his family. They didn't care about all those things. What do you think about no daggone Joseph? And God led them to him. And they inherited promises. The devil came for the family and God used Joseph to restore. You understand? The Bible illustrated David's humility. How he's so nurturing and yet still strong physically. And it's described attending the sheep but still snatching them out of, you understand, a lion's mouth. He said, bears, lions, I do that for a living. It's nothing to me. If I can take a wild beast, I can take a grown man. I'm trying to tell you, with a slingshot. (laughs) With a slingshot. (laughs) Use that very thing, his strength. He wasn't just strong physically. 
He was strong spiritually. He was strong emotionally. He was strong mentally. And there goes his breakthrough. So whatever that area is that the devil trying to rob you and steal from you and do things to you and try to destroy you with, that's what God using for you to pave the way for everybody else here who going through or will go through or come near the same thing as you. Basically. If he try to come for your money so long, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, you better know what your thing is. What is it? What is your testimony? What is that very thing that the devil keep trying to do regarding you and your family? What is it? Because that's where you're prospering in. In every area of your life, but that right there, that paved the way for everybody else here to remain where you to be concerning that very thing. Tell you, Joseph was family. You understand? Job's was his trust and his believing in God. That very thing prospered him because he never went against them to curse him. Jonas was being submissive. He didn't want to submit to what he was called to do. Even though he predicted the right thing. But God let him know it's not up to you. Even though you are a prophet. Because he was really prophesied to God. No, they're not worth it. Because he saw in the future and he felt in his spirit that they were going to do it again and again and again. And guess what? His prediction was right. Because they did. But God let them know, that's not up to you. I'm God, not you, Jonah. Yeah, you hear from God. Yeah, you hear from me, but you're not me. Yeah, I share my future with you, but you're not the one who creates it. And God had to have him to submit. Hallelujah. And all these things come by what? Obedience. Ruth and Naomi's honor. The enemy was trying to cause her not to honor so much out of because she was afraid of what happened to them. We don't know. We are three women without our men. Now you can imagine how Ruth had to, I mean, excuse me, Naomi had to fail. Your husband and your two sons? And you stuck with their wives? And don't know what to do. Will you know who do? And because of Ruth's honor to her mother-in-law, God used that very same thing to prosper, honor. Because Boaz honored Ruth regarding any young woman that was there. That's what separated her. He honored her. Ruth said, go take a bath. <laughs> Excuse me, Naomi told Ruth, go take a bath. And she did. She obeyed. Go put on some perfume. Go look good, girl. Go put on your Mac lipstick. Don't do the don't do the red bottoms. Oh God, <laughs> you understand? Do your hair. She never said, "Oh, go put on that Cleveland shirt. Go wear that mini skirt. Go show your belly button." Yeah, it's up to people. It's okay if they see you have a belly piercing. 
It's okay if they see that you have tattoos going all up and down your thighs. It's okay if they see other piercings. You're good. Matter of fact, if he see, he might want you, girl, even more, girl. Stick your blood out. Oh, God, for some of you who do. Jesus. Come on. Did she ever say that to her? Stuff your bra, girl. How, no, do this. Go get implants. Come on. I, I, we, 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 I got you. I got you. Now, put that, what's going on now, there. Would she have said that? No. Go get some injections, girl. Oh, Boaz going to be off. Oh, oh, oh. He going to be off the chain with you, then. No, just take a bath. Put on some perfume. You know what to do, daughter-in-law. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody's life is different. I realize that. I realize that. Because someone sat me down with other women. And they said, if you know who your man of God is, raise your hat. Everybody raised their hand. No one was like, uh, you know, I don't want nobody to know. Raise your hand. Everybody raised their hand. You're going to know this by what's in you. Now, if he go home, listen, feel it. Would he have you to remarry? Some hands went up. Because he did what for Ruth? He had her to remarry. Her own mother-in-law set it up. So, how many of you will remarry? Is it it gotta be in you? It only could be in you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I felt nothing but flames. On the inside of me. And all I can do is stand the world up in that place. And begin to declare and decree over this man. You're not going anywhere until you fulfill. You shall live. You will never die. You are the hill. You will never be sick. No man can take your life because you won't lay it down. Oh, God. You ever was like so radical that people, the whole room got quiet. They looking like they didn't know what to do. And you looking at yourself like you seen yourself in a way you never seen yourself. Because it's in you and it's coming out of you. I cannot speak for nobody else, but I know for me, as for me and mine, we shall fulfill. We're not going anywhere. So to answer your question, no, I'm not called to remarry because I don't have to. 
You know what you know. Well, you know who God has given you. But you know who you are, which is found in them. And they are found in you. Just like we are found in Christ. That's how you know you're one with the word. Because it goes coincide with each other. It turns itself back around and leads you right where you started. The truth starts in the beginning. The truth in the middle. The truth in the end. And it leads you right back. 360 truth. Come on, son. That's not even a thought. That would never even happen to me. No, listen to me. That would never happen to me. So that's in you, in me. That's in you, in me. Okay. And some people can look at you who's Questioning you, looking puzzled at you. And it's nothing but to show you how to remain confident in what you believe in. Because sometimes we change our answer due to somebody's facial expression like they don't agree. So should I not say this? No, say this. Stick into this. No matter how you look. No matter what any of you in here say to me. I know that I know that I know that I know. That when you declare and decree anything, so shall it be established. That's not even a thought for my ministry. I start teaching, preaching, praying. Come on. Come on. I used to wonder, why is this man? He, he, you don't want to be with me so much. Why you want to be with me so much? I can't understand that. What is it? It ain't about me being cute. It ain't, I only want cute when I hear. What is it about me? Why do you want me so much? Why do you want to be with me so much? Because you know me? You know what I'm capable of? You know what I can do? And you love that? Because you created you. That's why. That's why your love is faithful. Because love is patient and love is cool. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning things I never knew. I'm learning. I didn't know marriage was all like that. No, I never seen it model correctly growing up for real. And it's so, hey, I never seen people, you know, just serve God and model that correctly. People thought they did what they thought was right. And everything we think is right, it may not be all the time. And I'm a living witness of that. I had them women, them elders, that went, they done went home and started doing things unto their husbands after what they heard me say about mine. And it's not my husband yet. But I used to wonder, why do you want me so much? 
Why all this time you still like that? What is it about me? What is it about me? It's more than just being cute. It's more than just being fired up. It's more to it than that. There can never be another mind for me. Because there would never be a need for another mind. But only that mind can do for me. So you're not going anywhere. It's not about, oh, I know I got a wonderful woman or a powerful woman. It's not even that. No, you created to know what belongs to you. Because he even knew when I didn't even want to know, even cared to know. And still wanted me because you're created to. You're not created to just, you know, look at me on the outside and go off of that as what you should do. No. It's what's embedded in you regarding who I am to you. God never said a man that found of a woman to become your wife finds a good thing. No, a man that find a wife. You didn't find a fiance. You didn't find a boo. But no, you found your wife. And God has every woman to encounter when that man encounter you. Because that's something you never, ever going to forget. And guess what? They all sound the same. When, when all the men testify, it sound the same. They couldn't, they couldn't t- take that. In the sense of, hold up, when they discover that encounter. Every man has a different way of explaining, but what they're explaining is not different. When it comes to discovery, amaze is amazed. Not backing down, going for what belongs to you. <laughs> half to half. Got to, got to get. That's every man's testimony. Adam, when he had wakened, he saw Eve. And you can imagine how he felt. When he's seeing his wife, the first woman, and how it was for them. You couldn't tell Adam nothing. That's why God had him to name and do everything he was supposed to do before he had him (laughs) to have his bride. Because all the other animals had theirs. He created every male and female of his kind. And Adam is the one naming them without his being there. He saved the best for last. Because those who are last, what? Shall be made first. Jesus. And God knew because of him we were going to fall. That's why we are made first. Salvation brought us back on the front line. Placed us back on the front line. 
Elders, let me tell you, elders know what woman in her generation knows who she is. I'm trying to tell you. They know because they know that that's, that was their testimony in their time. Oh, let's go get her. Oh, oh yeah. Let's go and pot in her. Let's polish her. And that's what they're doing to us, ladies. Man, listen to these elders. Stop looking at people due to what they used to do. I'm trying to tell you something good. Like Coretta Scott King, there's only one Martin. Okay? And we're going to meet again. Until then, I'm still married to Martin. And you can look at a couple and tell what a woman would do. Michelle, there's no other Obama. Uh, you understand? Obama? For you? You want Obama. <laughs> understand? Jesus. Same thing goes to the Clintons. Hillary, yeah, right. I don't care what Monica did, what Monica said. How long she kept whatever on that dress? 12 years, 20 years. It doesn't matter. I'm a Clinton. Yes, my husband was rude. Yes, he fell short. But guess what? We got up together. And I'm not going to leave mine. There's only one mine for me. And I'm a Clinton. Come on. And some people do remarry. Yes, there's a grace for that. It's in the Bible. It's script. It's true. It's true. Some people, some people fulfill in a different way and go home. And God send you someone else. But listen to what the elders said to us ladies in that room. How many of you have that in you? And some raise their hand. I just explain how come I don't. That's all I did. Because that's not in me. I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. God said, this is how you know you're in a great place. If you are rich spiritually, you're waiting for his things to show up. That's a great place. But if you and I have things to show up and we're not rich spiritually, we have to turn that thing around and have it to be the opposite way. Now, it does not mean not to have things. No, it just mean to become much more richer spiritually. Just don't put all your focus to be rich and have that to oversee and supersede how wealthy you are spiritually than you are naturally. I want you to really hear me. 
If you are waiting for God to release things in your life, like more money, you can use more of that. It don't look like it's going so well, but you doing it because you know he's doing it. And you're rich by your faith and your faith is rich knowing that it's coming. Your praise is rich knowing that you're watering your seed. You know what I'm saying? You're giving the thanks. It's rich because you and your family are standing in the gap for each other regarding what you believe in God to do for you and your family. You are in a great place. You are where you're supposed to be. Have to be richer spiritually for any transfer to show up naturally. And if your transfer showed up naturally first, just tap into the spiritual realm and receive so much more and become rich in the spiritual realm regarding things that you already have and things you're about to receive. I pray you get that. Hallelujah. I said, Father, thank you for real because I'm learning and these elders are not playing with me. They all over me. Many times we say, be careful who you let touch you. Let me tell you something. Anything that touched me is shall to prosper. <laughs> you hear me? Be careful who you have in your house. Because as for me and my house, <clears throat> what do you think is going to happen to yours when you step in mine? See, you have to know your authority. Don't be timid. Can no demon do nothing with you? God giving us all the power of the enemy. He has none. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. I've been wondering, Christ, where are you in this room? I used to always feel you so much more than what I'm feeling you now. It's not that he's just enjoying me being connected back to God because that's why he came here so I can be connected back. No, it's because he wants me to see much more what it means for him to be inside instead of being around. And now that I'm aware on a higher level what it means that and what it means to have you there, there is no stopping me now. I received a double portion due to a fresh revelation that Christ is on the inside. And I don't mean, oh, we declare and decree, oh, I know he's there. No, many of us, you know, say he's there, but not know he's there. Due to what we say about him, if we know he's there. Wouldn't say the things we say if we knew who was really on the inside. I come against the spirit of being overwhelmed. 
And I want you all to just enjoy talking to Holy Spirit so much more. What do you have me to do? I'm open for it. I never been in classes that require so many tests to take. And every single one, there are like four tests in one class, you know, per class. Homework every class. Test every class. Whoa. And majority of, you know, the questions are not even in the notes. Because they want you to explore. Trying to open up the way you think. And not just why you think that. No, how you think. Taking it very seriously. Because some things God placed in your path to bring to pass in your ministry is going to require you to go through what God wants you to go through in ministry. There was a man, a woman's husband showed up when she showed up. But he wasn't there to be called to come. And I was just observing that. Like, wow, okay, you're here. And I saw it in action, even though God was saying that to me, but I saw it in action. Wow, I don't even really see your husband. And yet, whatever God called you to do, and when it comes to any name on the list and people call you because any type of nomination or any type of, you know, um, acceleration or, you know what I'm saying, promotion, ordination, when it comes to even having a name on the list, your name is on the list because you two are one. And a lot of times when we are married as one, we always look at it the negative sense, the negative side of it. This become part of me because I'm with you. Now this is all mine. Now you see mine. And that's not what God called us to even think or focus on in marriage. It's the significance of what belongs to you because of who you're with. And I realized she is the one that God has taken up higher in the area of, you know, resourceful documentation in ministry that you need to have in order for you to have doors open for you to pave the way for you to do things so much more in ministry. That's like, okay, I'm being interviewed and somebody else being interviewed. I went to Harvard and they went to community school. Who do you think they're going to choose? It's the school. It's not always the grades. Because you can have a day where you just didn't do so well. But it's not going to change the fact that you learned so well. From the school. Because they know about the curriculum. They know about the instructors. 
They know about all the little codes. Know what the school has to offer. And knowing that you cover because you are alumni. You went there. You're covered because you went there. Just like us when it comes to our family. I may hire my family member before I hire somebody else who's qualified because guess what? They're my family. See, blessed by association. See, all I'm saying is schools association with you can also pave the way for you. And your spouse, your children. And God was talking to me about that like three weeks ago. But he showed me what that looked like. Because I was like, I'll never see your husband. But his name is always on the list. He's beside. He gets what she gets. Because they are one. And ministry, what you do, he benefits. What she do, he benefits. And vice versa, if I didn't say it that way the first time. And I was like, wow. Because some things it takes for, that's like if I go to the awards, I'm at the Globe Board and Grammy Awards. I get called because my name was nominated. But it's not just my award. It's for both of us to celebrate together. See, what's yours is his, his is yours. Don't look at that in a natural way. Don't think about no money. Don't think about any of those things we be talking about that don't make sense. Credit scores and all this earthly stuff. It's just limits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When my son was one, when he was one year old, now one years old, <laughs> like many of us say, you can't plore something that's singular. <laughs> As a one year old, hallelujah. My son went to the bank with me. That's how long ago it was when Bank of America was Wachovia. And I went there. And I opened up an account for me and my kids, savings and checking. And I got a disc, <clears throat> CD, basically. And I never touched that account. Listen to me. I put my son's name down. They said, do you want to do a separate account where, you know, he can have things in his name that he can only touch when he's 18 or some things he can at 16 at that time? No, I'm going to put his name on my account. It's both of ours. Okay. That money was never touched. Now, please stay with me. It is so much. <laughs> so. I was, at the time, highly medicated because I was in a car accident. 
That's how I given birth to my son early. And what happened? I had a lawsuit. So I said, I'm going to put 50000 up. It was 110000 after the lawyer, the lawyer percentile. You know, they always get a third. And, you know, a third from 110 left me with 75000 So I put 50000 up with a disc. And I put my son's name on it. And I forgot all about it because I was on a lot of medication. People were taking me all kinds of places. I, I wasn't aware. I was coming in and out. I was highly medicated. I had broken ribs, bruised spleen, just had a sensory section with my son. You know, this is right after he came out of the hospital. It's like my injuries, they were. it was a speedy recovery, but I still had to take my time. You know, understand? Because for one, I had my son in the wintertime. So I had to be very careful on that ice. I cannot fall and my ribs are already broken. You don't want to break more. You don't want the ones that's already broken to pierce any organ and you bleed inside. So they had to really make sure I was careful. All the medication they had. I was so highly medicated that I didn't even know half of the things. Okay, you can just use, take my purse. I wouldn't even know you took my purse. I was just that in and out with medication. So it's going to take people that I really trust to be around me. Not just those who know I have money, get whatever they want out of me. <laughs> and I forgot all about us. I medicated I was. I forgot about that thing, about at that bank what I'd done. And God reminded me. And when I went there, I forgot to do something on the documentation. And someone went there and they took all of it out. And God said to me, and I'm going to tell you, first of all, you think about how much you know you were supposed to have. You know, 17 years, you didn't touch 50000 in your, you know, saving or checking account with a disc connected to it, a CD connected to it. You know, it didn't just triple. You know how much that is? The entrance? Jesus. So I was like, oh, oh, I forgot about that. Let me go to this bank. <laughs> Get what's mine. And something that I did not do caused something that was done that shouldn't have been done. And it was taken out of my account. All of it. And I said, Father, oh, I'm about to get a lawyer for this one. God said, don't worry about it. Don't even talk about it. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Are we going to talk about this? Oh, yeah, because it's mine. God said, whose is it? It's mine. Who, who money is it again? Mine. I wasn't even thinking about what he was trying to, you know, release unto me. I just know that it was mine. It wasn't nobody else's. And so I went there to the bank and the tellers, how did this even happen? Ma'am, here's a documentation right here. We're covered. You should have made sure you were covered. They don't want to hear about no medication. I was I was on medication. They don't hear about that. No, this is what you this is this your signature? Is this your ID? Thank you. I'm sorry it happened. This is what you done. And because of that, that's what they done. The one who did. 
And I was like, oh my gosh. No, I'm not letting that ride. No. I start crying. I start worrying. That was my future. For me and my son. Now I can't do anything now. Because all that's gone. And that's why God said, don't say anything. Don't do anything. Because it's not your money. It's mine. And nothing is ever lost. No matter what it looks like. Everything that was ever stolen from you or me. It may not come back in the way that we had it before it was stolen. But you best to believe it come back in so many other ways. So much more than that. It taught me not to depend on money for me and my son's future. Because I made that investment to make sure that we had a good future, which was not a good investment. Naturally, earthly it is, but not godly. <clears throat> because he's the one who take care of me. That's pretty much saying, Father, I have this. So now I don't really need to ask you to do anything or receive none from you because I'm doing this. And that's all, man, him going nigga, it's going to open door for this, this, this. No, I'm the one. Quenisha, it's me. It's not that, it's me. Take your mind off of that. Never cared for money in a sense of panic when there's, you know, something going on with it. No, it's that God wanted me to learn. I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with getting a CD and putting 50,000 in your account. That's great. That's, that's smart. But it's not wise to think that that is your success. That is your purpose. That is your outcome. That is where your blessings are, that is, it's not, it's not what, it's who. I was looking at God, but looking at his what and not looking at God for looking at him as who. And there was a paper that I had. It was a list of who I want named to be on there. And stuff like that. You can't just leave around. You can't. No matter how much you think you trust. You can't. It's not wise to do that. That's like exposing your will to everybody in your family. Whose name is not on it. Oh, this is what you leaving them? Oh, you're not leaving me nothing? Oh, all right. And I left that paper around. So if you ever change your mind and you want to add a name for someone to have access to your account, they can it's up to you. You can add whoever you want. They just got to show identification. And I left that paper around. And someone added their name on that paper. That 50000 for 17 years with a disc, it went so far. That's how I felt. 
But when it was done, it was it was done way before the 17 years that I didn't even know was done. Hallelujah. And I thank God so much for everything that came out of that. One thing that I really had to learn is not to hold a grudge. Not to hate, not to worry, not to panic. A lot of times we dwell in the past too much. We dwell in the past way too much to determine what our future looks like. The devil tried to use someone to steal my identity. And the thing about it is, people were encouraging that person. You better use hers. It's like he just kept using whoever he could use. Like he'd do any of us. You better use her. You better use her name. And some places don't, I mean, they try to, I'm not going to say they don't care. Some care so much and put themselves in your shoes that they go against the policy. Okay, you don't have no ID to be seen. Okay, you don't know ID and you just got pulled over. Where's your license? Okay, you're crying and I'm putting myself in your shoes, woman, because I have a sister, I have a mother. So um, I'm just going to, you understand, give you this ticket. But that ticket go on the real name. You don't have any health insurance and you want us to treat you in this hospital facility? But I have a sister. I have a mother. I I think about myself too. Okay. Okay. Just sign the paper. Because some people just being that caring but not knowing that that's the wrong care. Doesn't care with the worry or the pity you have for that person, which gonna cause something else for the right person. See, when I walk out of who I am, it affects those who are connected to me. See, many things that are connected to you and me, if I'm not in position, you can't possess until I get in position because it requires you and me. You understand? I didn't know my credit score until I went to a dealership. Get approved for anything because I never really owe anything. I don't like owing. I don't like owing, period. 
Especially the times when we say we're going to pay it and we don't really have because things happen in between. And when a person is there, then you feel like you got to duck and dodge them till you get it. Those two things about me, I hate to even put myself in and would never do that. It's the O. To owe anything and to get my name caught up in gossip. But you said that they said that he said, wait a minute, I don't want to hear that mess. But you created it. Those two things you would never ever find me to do. Get caught up in gossip that he say, she say, or to have to owe anybody anything. It don't feel good to borrow from people who owe you. And guess what? You have to learn how to let things go because some people going to come at you like they not going to give to you what they really owe to you. But you have to stay in spirit and in truth and not get out your godly character, even though you know it's true. Or that they what and what they supposed to give unto you. Come on. Come on. See, the world way teaches us to shut up. Don't say nothing. You don't want your name in nothing. Don't say nothing. Y'all gonna want to arguing. Don't say nothing. It's gonna go worse. Just be quiet. But here goes God. You have a voice of triumph. Open your mouth. Declare and decree. So shall it be established unto you. Confess. Open up your mouth and say. You have not because you ask not. See, do we have the knowledge that goes without faith to produce instantaneous results, miracles, and there's nothing fancy about receiving that revelation. No, you just Belief that you are significant now and not you're waiting to become in order to receive what you can have now. See yourself where you're trying to be now. Hallelujah. I was so medicated. I didn't know what was going on around me half of the time. Current around and just people being aware I have that much money. I noticed I was always tired. Go figure. 
Go figure. Why was always tired? Don't know how much I had, how much is leaving. Come on. Come on. But when you give God the access to be who he is to you, there'll be nothing missing, locking or broken. So before I get off of here, Father, we thank you that you have the access to do whatever it is you want to do right now. You are covenant-keeping God. Everything you say, everything you do, I see a ladder. Ooh, God is bringing down a ladder. And I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to be real. I'm not going to lie to you. I grew up so biblical, so we couldn't make no mistakes. It was just so, you understand? I'm not even going to say it theological. No, we just... I don't even gonna say mythology. Nope. We just grew up so religious. I'm gonna be simple with it. Religious. That I didn't even really want to read the Bible. I wanted to know God for myself outside of the book. Because he's still the same now. Now I read it, but I want to know you for myself. So a lot of things I'm really finding out that I'm falling in love with. I don't care if you always know. I had no idea Moses built a tabernacle. I didn't know that. And when I seen that yesterday, the Ark of the Covenant, the house is all made, the Holy of Holies, the incense, the food. When they go and they... Encounter God in the instance the smoke reach out to the kingdom that high. You guys went through all that just to have an encounter? Come on. What does the seven seals look like in Revelation? The seven churches. You understand? Walking with God all that time and God say, no, I'm going to add theology to what you've been doing. You're a demonstrator. Now let me add the word to what you've been demonstrating. I'll never forget when I first got to my church home. <laughs> don't laugh at me. I don't care. <laughs> I know now. When my spiritual mom told everybody, hold up your seeds. And everybody held up their envelopes and they were all closed inside. You know, I grew up in a collection place. Just put your money in the church. What you got? I'm just playing. <laughs> Let me see what you put in there. Oh, you putting things that jingle, not things that go. <laughs> You're not putting in dollars. you putting in change. But I'm not saying that was me. I'm just saying that's how people look. I say, oh, change. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can laugh at all that now. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> the thing is, when she said, hold up y'all seats, everybody in there held up their seats. 
And I thank God that they did not put the camera on my face that day. I never forget. November 29, 2009. It was the same week of Thanksgiving, 2009. And she said, hold up your seat. And I was looking like, I'm going to get you God for this one. I walked with you my whole life. Been talking to everybody in the kingdom. You mean to tell me all of them have seeds? And you didn't give me any. She said, let's plant. We're going to sow seed on good ground. See, now where they going to plant the seeds? I was thinking literal and not biblical spiritually. They got plant seeds. What kind of seeds, God? Apple seeds, orange seeds. Now, where is the field? What okay? <laughs> Excuse me. What location is this, God? Oh, I was I was pissed. I'm gonna use that word. I was pissed. Walking with you all this time, and they go into a field, and I don't even know what a field is. They got all these seeds. They got what? What kind of seeds? Vegetable seeds, fruit seeds. Yep. I was like that. I was mad when I went home. God, just tell me, God. Just tell me where they are. Just tell me the seeds and where they going and when they going to go plant the seeds, God. I had no idea. As I kept coming, she was talking about money. I didn't know. I didn't know. And another thing I didn't know, <laughs> that Christ is the lamb that they're referring to. I didn't see him as no lamb. Growing up Jewish, and even not just that, but growing up, just talking to God. I didn't want to read the Bible. That's all we did growing up. No, I want to learn it for myself without that. But thing is, you identify in that. You just got to learn it for yourself, not what's passed down to you from somebody else. See, this is when I was younger, guys. Teenager years. Childhood. Nope. I'm going to read a different way by finding out who you are myself. So when it came to Christ's identity as being the lamb of God, I kept hearing, now behold the lamb, this precious lamb. I was like, Father, what's up with you and this lamb? You like lamb out of all the animals? You like lamb the most? Because you don't, you don't say the fish, you know, nothing else. You keep talking about this lamb. They got me to scroll down in Revelation, the lamb that was slain. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Now the lamb was slain. Only one I know that was slain was Christ. He's the lamb you're talking about? Jesus. <laughs> I'm for real, y'all. This was here. My son wasn't even born yet. I was like, oh, okay. But so many of us know that, but don't know him. Many of us know him. And don't know that. And God is putting all that together. See, I'm going to tell you how amazing God is. The man of God that he has me to marry is very, very sharp and very seasoned biblically. And I am spiritually and biblically. But the thing about it is, I wanted to find out God on my own. And now that I have God, he's releasing who I am. Now I know who I am in the word of God. And that man is sharp when it comes to biblical studies. 
So what you're not going to say weaken, what you're not, he's going to use a person to polish you, basically. And when the things that you are weak at, it, it becomes their strengths to help you learn. And that's growth. And your weaknesses are their strengths and their strengths are your weaknesses. God not going to put two strengths together because when it's time for the weaknesses, if you guys have the same weakness, how can you keep each other strong in every area? If your weakness is the same in every area, how can you strengthen each other? That's it. Go to another one. Oh, goodness. And God wants to show me the significance of this man and of your woman or your man. Because you cannot take what belongs to you for granted. And it's not that God would give what belongs to you to anybody else. That's not what he does. It's us who go other places. For whatever reasons we may feel. Due to what we encounter from the people. Whether they, you know, rejected us so much. Okay, well, I'll go to somebody else. No. If you want what God wants, you're going to stand right there. Can't fulfill without each other. Many of us quit and go to other people and say, God, give me something better. No, let's say he made a mistake the first time. Now, the second time, he won't. Ooh, God. Jesus. God has shown me a ladder. The reason why I talked about the biblical studies is because I know he knows a lot about this ladder. This ladder. He knows a lot about the rain. Things that I demonstrate, but God used him to educate me on. By me not even being around, but just receiving. Because his prayers are paving a way for my success. It was no coincidence God had me in this college. His prayers are seeds being sown in my life. It was time to sow those seeds for me to reap the harvest that comes with the seeds that were sown. The education to go along with your demonstration. Oh, there's no stopping you now, woman. Jesus. Because you're not a hero, only you are a doer, Q. I'm in love with your determination. I'm in love with you being radical. I'm in love that you actually go out and do it for real. I see the earth, so we need to be sharpened. And where you can sharpen me. And I am. And he is. We have to stop thinking it's our behavior that's holding us up from the things that God wants to give to us. Freely. Okay, God, I won't do it this time. Please don't let it, don't, don't take it away from me. Okay, God, not this time. He doesn't give and take away. He wants you to know that. You and I must know that in order to receive that. And receive what comes with that.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If there are people in your life that doesn't help you but hinder you, listen, Holy Spirit, don't keep trying to connect. If they're not helping you. I don't mean give up on anybody. Sometimes we go places because we really enjoy the people that are there. But it's a reason why God pulled you away from that way of living. And God don't want you and I to become entangled with their way of living again. And if we be around people long enough, we may go backwards. Because we're around the things that we thought we really enjoyed. It was a struggle for many of us to try to pull away from those things. Because we were trying to figure out why can't I, I really like doing this. But it's not acceptable to God, but I really enjoy doing these things. You have to be have to be very spiritually led to do anything. If we're not strong enough to go and do in different areas and parts of this world, God's going to wait till you become strong enough because he's not going to set you up to fall. How that look? I'm ministering to a man on not to fornicate and yet we end up in the same bed. I tell someone don't smoke and yet I wind up smoking with them. And every time we fall short on doing what we're supposed to do with people who know what we're supposed to do because they see what we're supposed to do because we don't do what we used to do with them anymore. They start looking at us and dishonor us because they really looked at us higher than how we currently acting. And it's not being prejudgmental. It's that they were coming alongside, but they stopped considering because you and I fell short. So they start seeing themselves falling short. So they're looking for who's going to stand, and all they do is stand. They know it's according to our what? Fruit. And one fruit is faithfulness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
every marriage is beautiful. And I realize, don't mind the music, the reception going in and out. Don't, okay, I get it, Holy Spirit, turn it off. All right. You just, that intentional God, turn it off. Turn it off. Hallelujah. Every marriage is beautiful. What a woman doesn't know, he does. And what a man doesn't currently know, she does. And you'd be better together by sharpening each other in the areas that you are growing in. And need more growth in. But we cannot depend on them to be who only God can be. I cannot run to this man every time, you understand, as if I'm I'm leaning, I'm depending. My leaning start depending on you. Now I'm I feel like I can't do it when you're not there. That's not what God wants. Because if I'm depending on him when he's not there to do what happens when he is there, then that means that he's not sharpening me. And the areas I need the growth where he sharpened it. Same goes for him. Am I sharpening him? See, when it comes to being radical and being out there, laying hands and doing the deeds as Christ says, he can't just wait for me to show up for us to do so he can feel better that I'm there because I'm bold enough to do and there goes his help alongside with me. No, I'm not going to always be there. So let me sharpen you when it comes to being a doer by laying your hands, by raising the dead. Because if you really think about it, from God's way of thinking, you already doing that. I'm just going to pull it out. And when it comes to biblical studies, you already doing that because you're demonstrating what's actually in the word. But I want you to fall in love and know the word for yourself, Queen. At one point, I just read nothing but New Testament. I grew up off the old so much. I'm like, you know, I just want nothing but the new. I'm in a new covenant. But when I begin to read about what happened back then, whoa. Now, we do read. I may fall in love with it, though. I fell in love with it. We always talk about Moses, how he didn't enter into the promised land. I get that, but look at all the things he done before that time. You built that tabernacle. So others can encounter God like you do. Thank you, Moses. Reuben, I appreciate you for not going alongside with your brothers to kill Joseph. You said, no bad blood, no, that's our brother. You left him then, came back, he was gone. 
And you didn't even rat on your brothers. You know why? Because it wasn't for him to do that. Because Joseph said to them, it's all for the glory. If he told Jacob all of that, they wouldn't have been led to Egypt because Jacob would have put them out. He wouldn't have nothing to do with them anymore. Now, how can they lead him to his son? Well, they're the ones who were led to find him. See how everything is connected? Intentionally happening, being done. So stop thinking you have to have or you have to do in order to receive. Just believe. Why God want you to keep going back to places that's going to keep having you to redefine who you are? Same goes for me. You know they smoking. That's the smoke house. That's the gambling house. That's the lying house, the cheating house, the stealing house. Why keep going there? You're going to become entangled. Why keep being around people who's not trying to do what you're doing in worship and praise and honor and serving God? God never said give up on anybody. But the thing is, if we're going to have people to feel comfortable where they are with them, then they're not going to ever find out who God is through them like we know. How that look? I have a friend who don't want to get to know God, but she knows she has a friend who do know God. And yet she okay with that? And I'm okay with that? Nah. We both going to encounter God. And it's not even about me telling you, telling you, telling you, because me don't want to hear it. I'm grown. I got it. I, I can do this. No, I'm just going to model it for you. I'm going to let you see what it looks like. See, if your life looks like it's outside the mind, then I don't even know who I am yet. Because I don't care about no things. When we seek him first, the things come in such a way. I'm a witness of that. So are you. Tell me. Thanking God for having the knowledge to know who you are to receive what belongs to you now. God did not just wake you up for you not to receive from him today. What do we want to release to you today? Just be open for whatever. You understand? God has shown me the earth's crust. As a little girl, you know, I didn't even know how scientific I really was. I didn't know how much I really enjoy science. And I'm not talking about astrology. Mm -mm. I mean, just love environmental science, earth science. I just love science. Especially environmental I used to always try to figure out what is holding the earth up. No, what's holding the ground? You know, the, the land. How deep is it actually? If I dig right now and just keep digging, it's too far for me to even get to that purpose and point I'm trying to make. What's holding it together? What's holding it up? Now, I see how it's, you know, the blueprint. I get that. We see it. On paper, documentation, but I'm talking about as in demonstration. Who actually seen the earth cross? 
You can study it on radar. I mean, who actually did that? Went down and went through that process. Like many go to the deepest of the ocean, which is the Mariana Trench. That's the, the deepest depth of the water. And I thank God for studying things like that. Just being interested. It teaches the significance of God's, you know, how he formed things. His thought life is like, how he thinks. To open up a planet and see what it looks like inside. Because you can actually land on the moon. But in the earth, you land in it, not on it. A lot of times we say on when God is really saying in. So when it comes to the Bible and the context, you have to really, really pray for your revelation, what God is saying to you. Because we could read one passage over and over. You may get something different out of it. You have to know what is literal and what's not literal. Like a parable is not literal. Even when it comes to the measurements described in the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the Cupids. And then the New Testament, he's talking about furlongs. 30 furlongs, he walked on the water. I Google furlongs, that's like two miles and something. And I Google how long was, you understand, the river of the location back then, way back when. And it was like two point something miles. So you walked across the whole sea, basically. You walked across. That's why one uh, book, it says, and once you got on the boat, you were immediately there because you walked across the whole sea. Two miles and some, you walked. Across that water like that. It wasn't no steps and then you got on. No, you walked more than a mile. We don't even, you understand? Don't miss one word that would change your life. It changed my life to see the tabernacle. Because I saw the significance of how it was built. How beautiful it is. But the thing about it is, they went through all that to encounter God. So that means you left out without the presence and you walked in without. Because you can only encounter it in that room. And there's a, 
a box with two wings connected, and it's called Mercy Seat. Made out of beautiful, you know, gold. And a lot of things made out of brass, but it's so beautiful. And when I hear mercy seat, I take it literal. Mercy seat. But it's not made in the form of a chair to even sit down. Woo. So it's not literal. Mm. And they take the lid off. They did all of the washing up, the blood off the hand from it being sacrificed. You understand? Even when it comes to the Levites, you know, tribes, the other, some of the other tribes sold for them because they were not working outside. They didn't work outside of the house. They worked inside to keep the house stacked. Interceding and praising inside the house. Someone asked me 10 years ago about the position of a deacon, Quinesha. You work in the house. No, I don't. I'm outside the house. I'm traveling. I'm ministering. I'm not to be in the house. Quenisha, you work in the house. No, I'm outside. Don't you see me out here? If you're not open to receive that revelation, you're not going to get it. And guess what? It's not even about that all the time. It's about when it's the time for you to have it. Someone may see what you do and think that, okay, this is what you're supposed to be doing. No, it has to be what I'm led to do. Yeah, that's what I do, but it may not be my time to possess that. And now here comes God about what I do in a house. By me working outside the house. Because when you're working outside the house, it brings people in. And those who are there, you have to make sure they stay there. Because many of us go places all the time. Mentally, emotionally, and physically and spiritually. I'm leaving. Or I just could take a break. Or I could do it this way. Nope, you're not. You're going to go further. I'm going to push. And you're going to push me. One thing I noticed what we have to stop doing having people to really think that they fall off when they're not. When it comes to their spirituality in him. 
Because sometimes we pump people up and it's good to lift each other up. But many of us are not getting it the way God's saying it. And we are pumping people up and they're not even walking in the ways they should be. And they're thinking that what they're doing is okay. So I don't even have to come up further or higher than this because I'm good. Because you just said, I'm on top of a thing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So they're not going to make room for no change to come up higher, to become better. Always have someone in a position to know they come up higher and better. Don't be comfortable where you are. Things are subject to change for the better, not for the worse. Stop thinking change is bad when you walk with God. No change is good. Hallelujah. Telling you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the theology that we're learning. God, just keep having me to feel the significance of this man. Wow. The thing is, there's so much more in you. There's a lot there that have not even folded to the surface yet in you. And God had me to feel, why do you want me so much? Because you know what I can do. Because you know who I am to do it. And only I can do what God had me to do for you. When it comes to marriage, there are things that only you can do for your spouse. No one else can do that. It has nothing to do well who has and who has not been there their entire life when you just came alongside. So let's not ever even consider that be a thought. Because no one's going to operate from that place. Because everybody is significant in each other's lives. No one going to feel like they have departed, excuse me, imparted so much into them. And now they have to depart because now they come alongside with someone and they're pushing you out of the way. Nah, we're not doing that. And many people, marriages, they go through that. I just came alongside and many people, you know, feel, you know, like, okay, I get it. But what you're not going to do is come alongside and push me out the way. And I've been here the whole time. That's what you're not going to do. See, we can't be coming around and going around and thinking around, talking around, anything like that. Don't even go near that attack. Because everybody plays a significant role in each other's life in the ministry. In the family, friends, doesn't matter. Everybody plays a significant role. And I stand in the gap for those who are married and you have loved ones in the family who feel like, you know, they've been pushed to the side. You're not going to just take my daughter away. You're not going to just take my son away. I've been there. I give him birth. Well, for me, wouldn't be. She wouldn't be here. Who are you to come alongside and push me out the way? I come against covenants like that. Because God never created 
a covenant to be dysfunctional. It's us getting our own way by not staying in our own prior, <clears throat> in our lane. Let me just say our own lane as a priority. Know where you are as a priority by having God to prioritize your life by life. As a priority, you cannot be over, or I cannot be, you understand, as a cousin over this man's wife. I'll be overstepping my lane, overstepping, you understand, boundaries. Because it's God, Christ, Holy Spirit, the man and the wife, not the man, his cousin, then the wife. And we cannot treat people like that. I cannot put our kids before us and expect them you understand, to be raised in the way they should go. No, they're going to be trying to tell us what they're going to do because we put them over us. Got to be very careful when it comes to our kids because sometimes we love our children so much that we're not aware they're becoming, you understand, a priority that, that's not in the, that, you know, their description. It's not them. That's not where they're supposed to be and the priority. And things can start happening as dysfunctional. Now I'm letting you tell me when I'm created to teach you and I'm listening to you. But if I'm only listening and you're teaching because I got you over here and not under here, then I'm going to start saying things that I shouldn't say because now... I'm listening to everything that you're saying when I'm supposed to be teaching you. So I'm not teaching if I have you over me. I'm learning. But how can I only learn from you and guide me to teach? That's like me going to school and my teacher sit down where I was sitting at and tell me to go teach her class. How can I do that? I can only teach what you taught me. Now, if I go there, you haven't taught me anything, then what have I learned to even teach? That goes for any of us in the priority. Not just children. Family members, period. No one can ever have a family friend to feel, excuse me, I said family friend, a family or friend, loved one, to feel like they're less than. Or anybody come before. No, it runs smoothly. Because we know who you are. A wife, when God has the priority to be husband and wife, it doesn't mean that you tell this man or he tell you what to do regarding his mother. Or you feel like you're over the mother or father or me. No, you respect who that person is. Because God is the head of the covenant. And you already know who our father is and how we supposed to be. So I'm not walking like who my father is or talking from a place of who my father is due to where I'm from. I'm losing sight of myself. Hallelujah.
There's no way that a man or a woman be with somebody more than their own spouse. It don't make sense. They mean the priority is not in order. Can't be with my girls more than my husband. You're not married yet. I don't know why I felt that. To say, husband, you're not my husband yet. God say, will be. I know. Will be demonstrated. I know, God. I know. I know. But I'm just going off of how it is. He's not my husband yet. God say, you are demonstrated. Ooh, God. It's like when you not fall back when you really be okay with how things are and see the significance where you are, then God start talking more about where you're going. If we're talking more about where we're going, we lose sight of where we are. God say, get started. Whoever this is for, get started. Your life it demonstrates you being redefined from being misunderstood. I never knew how much this man can really help me because I was just so big on thinking about physical help. I don't need, and especially financial, I don't need that help. No. And I kept just only talking about that, but that was not explaining what you are really here to do. To help quicken and sharpen me to become better spiritually in the word. You know a lot of word that. And sometimes we don't want to admit what we really need. Because some people. And God say. But you have to realize your spouse would never take advantage of you. No matter what weakness you have. They would never do that to you. So that's a trust issue. There's a trust issue. And it's not an issue. Just that you have to learn to trust. And God said, this man, he came and said, I'm trustworthy. Don't forget trustworthy. That means that you could tell me anything and I won't use that against you. I can see your weakness and not think I'm better than you. It can only be happen once. It's God. It can only happen once. It can only be one time. And I'm in that. God saying development. I never knew love like this before. And God say, play that song. Just that verse. 
God. Would that woman say, open my eyes because I never knew love like this before? Well, I just sung it. <laughs> God say, remember the song. Okay. I never knew love like this before. I never did. No. God has really shown me how significant he really is. How much I need him in my life to fulfill. I was so busy trying to talk about how much I don't want your money or whatever you have. I wasn't pinpointing what I really need. The theology that you have. I didn't want to admit that. I didn't want to admit that. Because it's okay to need the help. That's why I need your help. You need his help. <laughs> you don't have everything yourself. Stop saying you got it. You got it. Let me help you. He can help me. God say, now you're being open-minded. He can help. Can you admit that you need his help? Yeah. I can. Sometimes we expose our weaknesses and confess our faults. And sometimes people use it against us to lower us. And God said, you don't have to feel like that with him. He would never do that. That's why he's your help. Every weakness in your life, he is your help to strengthen you. Same goes for you and him. And he knows how you can help him and you have been helping him. And you know what? (laughs) I thought I was the dominant one. Mm Mm-mm. No, he is. I thought I was the dominant one. (laughs) I thought wrong. Yeah. Now, he's aware how powerful I am, but he knows that (laughs) he's a dominant one, not me. Some things that God wants you to learn before you get married. And there are some things God will have you to discover while you're married. And the things that I'm getting out and learning is before marriage. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not going to enter into no covenant thinking that. <laughs> it's just him needing you. <laughs> no. Because you're better together. So how can you be better together if you think that you're the be- not better than him? But that you know everything. You don't know everything. And don't even think you do. 
And I thank God I'm not that woman. I love to admit I learn through teaching. But you got to be careful what you're demonstrating. That's, don't demonstrate nothing that's not in your heart. It's not in my heart to ever think I'm better than anybody. But I really thought that I knew more than he did. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm going to say, I thought I knew more. Mm-mm. No. When I hear him talk about things biblically like that, I'd be like, oh my God, you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. And I have to trust you, and I do much more than ever before in the area of confessing that you do know more. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Because I have to trust that you would never use that against me. See, God wouldn't put you with no one like that. You have to trust that he's trustworthy. And he has to trust you. Mm. <laughs> Do he trust me, God? Yes, he does. He trusts you. So I'm thinking it's him too regarding his revelation. It's both of you. Thank you. It's both sides. I really thought that he needed all of me. He does. But he's going to sharpen you. Wow. We're going to be doing a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be doing a lot of reading. God is saying to me because he reads. He reads a lot. <laughs> oh, God. He done gave me a reader. <laughs> Don't you want to Oh, God. You don't not want one. <laughs> Father, what's happening right here? I'm high in the spirit. He's a reader. Oh, God. And that's how he becomes more educated. He reads. I think his, his concordance teaches him a lot. Mm. He learns a lot mm. by reading. So you're going to be reading a lot. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you, God. I'm going to tell you something why God doing this. <laughs> because I'm created to find mysteries. I'm created to dig. I can, I'm a seer. And when I find something in a, you know, in a script or a text, you understand, any type of word or passage, I can see all, so many things in that one passage and teach from. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that, oh, you must have studied for hours. No, I just read one passage and got all that off that passage in minutes. Now, imagine if I read a lot. Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. It's like somebody cooking in their home or having a food truck and using the space that they have to release their, you know, menu. And there goes your restaurant. Oh, oh can't tell you nothing now. No stopping you now. You have the space. You have the place to go forth and do what God wants you to do. Same goes for me with the reading. Mm, mm, 
and God has blessed me with a reader. <laughs> yeah. I read, but he's the reader. I'm thinking that. I was like, Father, okay, I'll be there and help him. He needs me. I get it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was, We need each other. Yeah. God is having me to pull out what's in him regarding demonstrations. You know, laying hands and, you know, being bold. And I mean really being bold physically. Traveling to nations. Going where people don't want to go. And seeing people recover. Baptizing people. You understand. In the name of Jesus Christ. And receiving the free gift of salvation, which comes with the evidence of speaking the unknown tongue, and not just that, but dipping them in the water. The baptism of being dipped and brought back up. Out with the old and with the new. My weaknesses are his strengths, and his strengths are mine. And there are some strengths that I have he have together but for the most part it's not we're strong in the same areas and weak in the same how can we strengthen each other if it was you know that way I'm excited wow I was wondering like what what is it about me he wants so much why why he's so faithful in his love with me what is it it's not I me mean, how I look on the outside I was trying to figure that out for years. Why do this man want me so much? Why he's so in love with me now that I'm aware he in love? What is it? What I have in me that only can be released to you? <laughs> I have I have your children and you the one carrying them, but I have them. Because they're coming out of me. <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. We're so much better together. And, you know, every ministry is different. You have to know your ministry. Every wife or husband is not coming from the same place. God may have you discover your wife, you know, walking in the liquor store. Look at Hosea. Look what happened to him. Look how he found his wife. Living that type of lifestyle. Do you know that Jacob really found Rachel and Mary and Leah? Because he saw not just who he had, but what did God place in her to be a help to him? And one thing is patience. She had to be patient. By not speaking up while her sister is marrying her promise. She conceiving from your husband. And then when you get your husband, you're barren. Sarah, look how old you are. Your promise came out of an old age. However, God wants to be magnified and glorified in our lives. Let him do it. God bless my merch out of a divorce. I'm up.
Now, he didn't say go get married to the wrong person. But what the devil tried to destroy us with and, and with, God used that very same thing to prosper us. Come on. Hallelujah. Wow. I'm amazed. So much more. Knowing how come this man, I know now, I used to ask how come, now I know why. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And he feels the same way. No one's supposed to feel in your ministry that you have to do everything. That's not why God put you in that ministry. You just have to discover how to humble yourself and see the significance of what God has given you. Because in the beginning of this preparation, I thought I had to do everything. I did. Because I only saw the emotional side of it. But don't get it confused. Yeah, you are sensitive. But you are very, very smart when it comes to biblical studies. And when I hear you speak about different words, no matter Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, it doesn't matter. I mean, you say Aramaic. It doesn't matter. You know a lot of theology. True theology. I could sit and talk to you about the Bible for a lifetime. My spiritual mother is the way she is because of the help that God blessed her to have and so forth my spiritual dad. You're better together. You're helping quicken each other. See, my spiritual father had the heart. And my spiritual mom had the knowledge. So the heart with the knowledge. See, he had the boldness. He was daring. She had the education by doing her biblical studies. Bible studies. Studying the word. And put that together, I noticed that. Ooh, I just got a revelation. In every covenant, there's one that is the daring one and one who does a lot of the studying. And when God put that together, I'm up. I'm up. That's every covenant. That's every covenant. Every covenant has a one that is daring. And every covenant has one who knows a lot of theology. Even though we all bold for the Lord and bold for what we do and still know the word. No, one is much more in that area, more seasoned in that area than the other. In every marriage, in every marriage you have to find out which one are you. Because that's how you know who God has blessed you with.
And that's how you know how God has sent your help. Now that you know where your help come from, you know it's the Lord. Now you know when that person comes your life as a help being sent from the one who will help you, which is the Lord. Now you are aware of your covenant. Now you know how to be quick and how to quick it. See, I'm the daring one. And you're the one with all the knowledge. Biblical study knowledge. Ancient theology knowledge. Historical knowledge. Traditional knowledge. You know what's a myth and what's not because you know mythology when you hear it and see it. And your knowledge with my boldness, there's no stopping us. And my boldness, me being daring with you and your knowledge, releasing this over to you. There is no stopping you. I always say, he's like our spiritual mom. I'm like our spiritual dad. But I just got it. Why? How? Because I'm the daring one. Like my spiritual father. And he is like my spiritual mom. And thing is, the daring one is the one that's always hype. Because you're going to have to be hype to be bold. <laughs> and we used to work crazy. You're the crazy one. But not crazy. Are you the funny one? The loud, you're the loud one. And I'm not loud. You give it. Thank you. God said they get it. <laughs> they get it. Thank you. You understand? They get it, Q. They get it. They get it, Quinisha. They get it. Hallelujah. And I was like, Father, he's more calmer than I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't want you to change. God said, you're going to listen to this episode too. Oh, God. <laughs> Woo. Mm, mm, mm. He said, listen to all of them that God used you to listen to. Thank you. God is, mm, mm, mm. I don't have to say anything. You know what's happening now. Thank you, God. And I was like, don't change who you are. Sometimes when you're daring and a person is just, you know, more calmer, sometimes they may feel like, okay, I have to do something to show you that I can do it too. I, I need to show you. And many times we are not aware that we are trying to prove ourselves. And we're trying to impress people. And I want you to know, you're not the only bold. Well, I can be bold too. <laughs> the thing is, you are bold. I'm just going to sharpen you. Yeah. You're needed. And I'm needed too. It feels good that we're both better together because of what we both do. I don't want you to try to be, you know, not calmer than how you know you are supposed to be. 
I need you to be who you are. You are bold. You are radical. But you're more calmer than I am. And I need that. It brings me back. <laughs> I need to be brought back sometimes. <laughs> you understand? And me being fired up. It revives. And I'm going to tell you something. Revival is not only from what is dead to be brought back to life. Revival is being refreshed, being renewed. It's once again. Woo-wee. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, God. I pray that you be comfortable with how you are. You don't ever have to impress me and that mm, God said Kronisha <laughs> testify. Oh God. <laughs> God say in every covenant, you know, when it comes to knowing what the other, you know, party is seasoned in, you want to show them that, oh, you can do it too. And sometimes we try to impress each other by doing things that is not in us and we're not that educated to do. And we come off raw. They know it. It's rehearsed. And one thing about him, out of many things <laughs> that I tried to do was I was just trying to speak fancy. I was trying to release a word fancy. And guess what? He wasn't feeling it. You want to know why? Because he knew it wasn't me. <laughs> That's not true. You don't even talk like that. <laughs> you can't talk like me. That's not you. I'm not saying you can't learn from how I speak. You know, it's literature. It's not that. You have to be you. That's not. If it's not in you, it's not you. You can learn all day and night, but you're going to be you. And he knows how I am. And he loves who I am without trying to change who I am. I tried to impress him one time. It didn't work. Because I don't remember none of those words I was using. No. And I probably was using them wrong, too. Oh, God. I probably was doing the wrong thing. Oh, God. God said so he knows if it's rehearsed or not. Because, he, you know, that's where he's shopping. Shopping that area. And he's tickled every time that <laughs> I know his strength. He feels tickled every time I know his strength. I identify his strength. And his strength is biblical theology. You know, traditional theology, ancient historical theology, even modern theology. And not even just that. God used me to say technology. Oh, and I'm up now. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Father. Now you telling on me. God say, you think you don't know? Oh, God. You think you don't know? Huh? Okay. Oh, God. What's happening today? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Mm. Oh, God. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, I got to go to another one. This is like a three-hour. God say, always say, ooh, it's never out. I'm saying, ooh, ooh, it's like I just discovered something. I thought he was being nosy. Kept trying to see what's going on over here. Stop. <laughs> Stop. But the thing is, it wasn't that. It was that my he was not aware 
that you need to be sharpened with my gift. That's why it was unappealing to see when he was doing that and encounter when he kept doing that. Stop. It's irritating. Stop trying to see what's going on over here naturally. No, stay in the spiritual realm. No, the thing is, I need to sharpen you. Even though you already know. No, let me sharpen you. Because you're not going to live by bread alone. But by every word. No, you're not going to just say that and, and know that theology. No, I'm a doer so much more. And I'm daring as a doer. And you're about to be daring regarding. So I have to know what I'm to sharpen when it's time to. So when I feel like, okay, now you're looking over here. Okay, sharpen. Let me throw like 10 things at you. Bam, got it. <laughs> you good? Oh, God. Oh, God. God said, don't overdose them. Oh, God. <laughs> don't overdose the man, but make sure he's full. And trust me, he's always going to be hungry for more. Jesus. <laughs> he's going to be pulling. I'm pushing. So are you. Mm -mm -mm. God is showing me the scientific side of the ministry. It's actually not just the chemistry, it's biological too. Yeah. I am seeing, I'm going to use this word scientifically speaking about him and what I'm learning. I'm seeing him in a form of evolu evolution. Yeah. And not from, you know, how it's scientifically done using an animal from you know, they try to say apes to humans. No, I'm looking at him regarding evolution from a mindset point of view, becoming more sharper and sharper, becoming more equipped. There's a look to that. And that's your evolution. Like him listening to this right now, receiving so much more of what I'm receiving, because now you're aware that I'm receiving the things that you already aware of, and now you're being open and being quick and being sharp and due to me releasing unto you what you need. And both our needs are met. Mm -mm -mm. It's so amazing how God will have you to do things and when he come alongside with you, he also possess because you're one. Mm. God says in every covenant, the man always have the materials before the woman. You better hear this. I never knew this to just now. Wait a second. Now, a woman do her thing. Don't get us wrong. But God always placed things in a man's hands first. Yeah, he does. If a man doesn't have things in his hand first, it's because he's just not aware of who he is and what he can have. And sometimes we as women, we, you know, we shelter men, we pacify men, we handicap men by just taking care of them. We're not created to take care of no man. And it's pacifying them and it's, it's handicapping them from actually to want to become a man much more. Because why would they if they can get what they need out of you as a woman? 
And because they're alongside with us, they're thinking that that's what they have a right to because we are one. But you have to learn how to get what God said belong to you on your own. And God said a man receives a word from him on how to possess. You, you possess and then you possess. And God said every covenant is different. Know your covenant. Because how it happened could be very different. Because your possessions could be found in her ideas. Mm. Your possessions could be found in her being the daring one. Mm. You understand? You have to know your covenant. You have to know your covenant. And how do you know your covenant? Communication. You find out things through communicating. Things are discovered through communication. That's what the Bible is. Nothing but communication. Look how many things be revealed and exposed due to communication. Hallelujah. Seriously. The things that y'all have me to have titles for. For him to also benefit from. We benefit from each other. You can't say you don't want nothing from him, Quenisha. I get it. I know what it is. He knows what it is. He knows that you don't want him to feel that that's what you want from him. He knows you don't want his things. You don't have to say that anymore. He knows you're in love with him. Alone. Some things I'm giving you going to bless his things. And some things I'm giving him going to bless your things. You can't ever say you don't want nothing from him. Or want anything specifically not from him. He knows you don't want him for whatever he can do. He knows you and love him for who he is. He knows his covenant. That's all he wanted you to know. I got it. I'm handling my part as a man. You're good because I know who I am as a man. He's not trying to take care of you. He want you to know that you're good. Alongside with him. Because God is good. You trust him. Sometimes you want things to show up in a different way. And you can't try to recreate. Or even try to procreate. How God has written things that happen for you. The whole time I've been telling this man, I don't want your stuff. What is stuff? 
What is stuff? That's not even a thought. That's not even a mindset. The mindset is when we come together, we're better. Don't think about things. Enjoy what he has and what you have together. Don't ever have him to feel that you're rejected. Oh, Marco! Oh, God! Come on! You're rejecting him. Don't ever have him to feel you're rejecting him. Because you have before, and I healed him from that. Don't ever have him to feel you're rejecting him. Accept who he is and what he's in your life to do. You don't have to try to prove a point that's already been proven. He already know you. He know you don't want for no things. He know you have your own way of receiving from God. He know you have faith. He know you're determined. You have to know you're a man of God. You have to know that this man don't go off what people say. He has a mind of his own. Your man know how to stand. No, he has help while he's standing, but he know how to stand. For what he believes. My God, Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, sweetheart. <sighs> the other audience probably, oh, this is getting good. <laughs> oh, God. The other audience probably saying this is getting so juicy. <laughs> when you guys are learning, I never thought it was going to be like this. That is, is talk is now y'all included. First, it was like I was mixing y'all up. Now it's like y'all included. Y'all probably like, I like this. <laughs> oh, God. Let me get stick to the point. Sweetheart. <laughs> I can see some of y'all now. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk, Quenisha. Just like y'all going up there. Oh, God. Y'all looking at me, looking at him like, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? Oh, God. That's how God receives so much glory. Because when we come alongside, you know, thousands and thousands of you are aware of who God had me <laughs> be talking about all this time and you guys get to see it because you're a part of it but let me get back to the subject sweetheart god say call him man of god oh god yes he's your sweetheart but refer to him right now as your man of god because you know your man of god well man of god forgive me for not knowing And I thank God that I do. I'm learning. I know more of who you are, how you are. <laughs> Much more today than ever before. Man of God, I'm honest to say, 
I was wrong about a lot of things and not wrong. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just didn't have the knowledge. I have the knowledge now. And it's more to come. Both of us together. You will never, ever see a weakness and use it against me. You will never become big-headed or boast about anything. That's why you make sure you keep me, well, keep your eye on me that I remain humble. Because you have the theology to do so. And with the theology, you show demonstration. Yeah, I see our bed. It's a bed I always wanted. Yeah. Let me tell you what kind of bed I always wanted. <laughs> because it looks so royal. It's a canopy bed. <laughs> yeah. But I don't see the curtain over it. I just see, you know, the pose on every corner up. Yeah. That's God showing me that we're exposed. Meaning that everything in is being exposed outwardly. What he is doing is rewarding you and I openly. And that's how he showed me that by showing me this bed without the covering. But that's my favorite bed. A canopy. Yeah. It's just so royal looking. Yeah. I love it. And we will have a canopy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what's so amazing about our bed? Because that's a very powerful part of furniture in our room. In every room, the beds are the most. Mm, I just got that, God. The beds are the most unique piece of furniture. Not because you're going to, just going to sleep. No, it's because what's happening around you, within you, while God is taking you, you know, on a journey with your eyes closed. Because our minds are still, our bodies are still functioning, still operating. But we are still to receive fresh revelations, new dreams, new visions as to what to do next. Alongside what we can see while we awake. But there is so much more coming out of when we are asleep. To every member in our home. And what's so amazing is that that's the first thing that got me to give up. And my old apartment was the bed. Let the bed go. Because whatever happened on that bed would never happen again. Throw that bed in the trash. And I was on the floor. No. I had taken my son's. Yeah, he had bump beds. So I took in two mattresses off the top because only him, he don't need to be on at the bottom. I took the, they were all double mattresses and I took them to two and I slept on one and I couldn't get his um, bunk bed broken down in time because I paid some Spanish men to move me from Home Depot and they were on a time schedule and they was like, we don't, we have, because I just found them out there, me and my mom. We only had one hour to get that stuff out and it was worth the price. You know, and I paid them using God's money. And it's so amazing. 
so amazing. And God used that very same thing to prosper me. A bed. Mm -hmm. I used to want a water bed. Mm -hmm. We used to go, you know, relative house and just just be on it like that jiggle off. They said, you don't want that all day. You do not want to be floating around like that all day on that bed. Like that. You don't want that jiggle jelly all day. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I was going to do one day. You better not tell anybody. <laughs> I tried to get creative. I said, how about if I get an air mattress? Instead of using an air hole, use a water hose. That would never be a good idea. Because it's not set up to be like that. It's set up for air and not water. That thing going to bust. <laughs> yeah. Water everywhere. <laughs> I tried that thought. Yeah. But I don't want no water thing anymore. Mm-mm. Then again, hold up. Do they still make them? I'm sure you can Google anything these days. But I just thank God for the canopies. You show it me. Mm-hmm. Yes, Father. Thank you. So excited for everything. I learned a lot about you today, Dwight. God says discuss. I would never handicap you, Dwight. Mm -mm. I would never let you do that to me. God said he won't. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what God said to me. Why he's talking so highly of you so much. Because he don't have you to verbally talk. And because you've been obedient, he's speaking up for you. And no one can speak about you more than he can. Not even you. He's favoring you. He's favoring you. Because you're obedient. Which is better than sacrifice. I'm proud of you, Dwight Martin. Yeah. I think about everybody's last names. And I was like, oh, we the Martins. <laughs> I don't. Oh, I'm not a Martin yet. No. Not married to you yet. No. And God keeps saying, but you will be. I know. I know, Father. I learned how to just enjoy where I am and receive what comes with that, you know, from that. I had you long enough. You definitely can break it up. What should I title this as? Mm. The Oracle. Mm. The Oracle. Title as the Oracle? Yep. And that's why I've given him that name. Wow. Oh, sweetheart, receive this revelation. God just showed me a vision. <clears throat> the reason why you're going to know every time I'm expecting, because <clears throat> you're going to have some of the symptoms. <laughs> Oh, God. Jesus. <laughs> you better see that. <laughs> yeah, I just seen it. I just seen it. Yeah. And God said he wouldn't even care because he'd just be so glad to be a father. 
And that's what it takes. You're that excited to be a father? Mm-hmm. That you wouldn't mind having some of the symptoms? And one of the symptoms that you're going to always have is that your appetite is going to increase. You're going to be tired some, but the first thing you're going to notice how it's happening is that your appetite is going to increase than it usually be. Yeah. So you're going to have some cravings. Yeah. And you know what's so amazing? Is that every time I'm spiritually carrying, you still have cravings. <laughs> yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. That's amazing, do I? Just make sure we stay exercising. Because <laughs> I'm not going to have us looking like the number 100. You understand? We're not going to get big and be big and look at ourselves like that and be like, oh, we used to be small or I used to could fit these jeans. No, no. We're going to stay fit. We're going to stay fit and we're going to stay lit. Stay fit and stay lit. Okay. We're going to stay what? Say what we fit. <laughs> oh God. Woo. What is happening here? I, I love it though. Yeah. But you receive that. That's what God said. You're gonna that's the only reason. How are you gonna know every time? That's how you receive your discernment. That's how you're gonna be more discerning because of it. That's how you're gonna be aware because of it. You understand? That's how. That's how. Because you're going to have cravings. That's going to change. Hallelujah. That's just a nugget for the future. You better keep that nugget in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. Don't throw it down. <laughs> no. God said he doesn't. Everything that you say to him. Oh, he holds it very close, very dear to him. You're already in harvest time. You're already in that. A lot of times when someone gives theology, you can feel if it's, you know, something that's literal, I mean, literal happening. Oh, it's just, you know, say theological you know, a word from God that is expected to happen. And you can perceive from both very well. You will know, okay, I get it. It's, okay, this is, okay, theological. Okay, I get it. 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 Yeah. But I want you to know this literally. You are in harvest. You are in a season of harvest. And God say, I want you to look up, Quisha, what it means. The ladder. Okay. The ladder. I just seen a ladder come from the kingdom. God say, look it up. Let's see.
a connection between heaven and earth. Mm. The connection between God and man. There is nothing in between. I have access to the kingdom now. And what I mean by that, having the power to reap the benefits of what's happening Miracles, signs, and wonders. Our spiritual mom had us to declare miracles. This is a week of miracles. And that ladder, that's Jacob at Bethel. Stepping up into heaven through the means provided by God and administered by his servants, the angels. And God had that ladder. Oof. And what happened when Jacob Jacob wrestled with that angel? He received it. Oof. I see the ladder the way. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's a letter from a ladder from God. It signifies a divine connection between God and the earthly realm. Oof. Receiving God's grace. To fulfill for my destiny regarding his people in every area of my life. What just happened was powerful. Because I just received. God say read about what happens when you do. Okay. Portals of heaven above the ladder is the Lord Himself. Abraham had made the same covenant by his father Isaac. Excuse No, Abraham had made the same covenant. His father, yeah, his father made that Isaac had prepared him to receive. Before Abraham even offered up Isaac. The angels came. And prophesy and proclaim around his time next year to him and his wife. And Jacob wrestled Abraham's grandson. The covenant will never be broken. Sweetheart, God had me to make a covenant with the words that he said concerning me. And not given every word in detail because a covenant is demonstration. Is that I would never, ever disobey him again. And that's God's oath to me. My input for his output. 
and I'm seeing the ladder. Seeing the ladder the way. Hallelujah. There's so many birthdays going on. There's so much uh, beautiful things going on. You know, people are starting to say to me all the time when they see my name, that's your name? Your name is beautiful, Quinesha. Look how it's written. Someone's calling me. I have no idea. Please excuse, sweetheart. I be trying, sweetheart. Every time God me to record, I edit how it captures me talking like that. Sometimes mouth wide open, face looks so strange. I edit it, and guess what? I did it, and it didn't even come out with the edit I have chosen for the real today. Yeah, why open like that? Come on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. I just thank God for everything. And I truly mean everything. I thank God for everything. <laughs> God is so good to us. Hallelujah. Just go all the way. And I just want to say thank you guys for being patient. I know you guys are listening. This is the second time this happened like this. That you hearing me, you know, discover what I didn't know. And the thing is, God showing you my response, my response to it due to how I react regarding it. And it's humility and, and accountability. You know, holding myself accountable for even thinking something that was wrong or just not having the knowledge about something. And I thank God for it. I really do. I am so excited. I really am. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's enjoy God together and allow God to keep seeing us through it. Hallelujah. Greater is he who's in us. God said, mm-mm. Don't leave just yet. Let everything that happened 
and just continue to saturate the atmosphere. Perpetually. Creation. Because you are in a great place where you've never been. And where you go, he goes to. Where he goes, he brings you. Marriage is beautiful. And he's ready to marry you. It feels good to know you're a man of God. Now you can show so much more because of what you know. It has nothing to do with him not doing, you not doing. It has nothing to do with you at all. It's all about my timing. And if you live in the now, that determines your believing regarding what you receive right now. Stay open, stay humble, stay available for you right now. I love you. I'm going to say everything God me to say now, heavy language. <clears throat> I'm not going to do that. I'm just playing with you, sweetheart. I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. God said, title this as The Oracle. Mm. Mm. He may wait to listen later. It doesn't matter. Release it as of what I just asked you to do. All right. My time for now. I love all of you so much. <clears throat> Thank God for you.